listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Did you have fun? Did you have fun last night, yesterday in the sun? That's great. I did. It was a blast. It was a blast. Um, we were watching football games for my nephew. So, um, oh, I guess we should actually tell everyone who we are. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Inclusive AF Podcast. I'm Jackie Clayton. And I'm Katie Van Horn. And Jackie got her kitchen remodeled since the last time. I know. I know. It's gorgeous. I get compliments on it all the time. And my (laughs) actual kitchen is so nasty. Like, I can't even, I don't even know if I should tell people, like. Well, they've seen it if they watch the YouTube videos. because Yeah, but if they haven't, they're like, I love your kitchen. And I'm yeah, like, you can have it. And I send the file. <laughs> right. So just, just watch this video. Don't watch any other videos. Not any it. other one. Because this, this one. is this is her real kitchen, let's say. <laughs> yeah. The one with the fire extinguisher, that's the fake kitchen. <laughs> that's just to zoom background. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? Someone would do that. Someone would do that. But um, anyhow. Hello. Hello. It is funny how I feel so much better than I have in like four years. Do you feel in like you've like slept? Feels like I, yeah, there's like hope again. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And agreed. even like after the election and all of the different stuff as we were trying to get things together and everyone's like, y'all, we're going to have to help and we're going to have to step up, which is still true. I don't think anybody was like, Biden was like, no, I'm going to fix this ish right now. Yeah, I I love the approach that he's taking of using executive orders to like where he can. And I also love the fact that he's completely staying out of the rest of the business going on in the House and the Senate. Like, that's not my lane. You guys be in your lane. I'll be in mine, which I truly appreciate um, for once. Like, hey, mind your business, do your thing, and let's get some of these things back in order. Um, I did see yesterday at the the football games that I was at for my nephews, someone did have a um, impeach Biden sign Stop. on their car. And I was like, I, and, and I literally like paused for a second, like, what would we impeach for? Him what? For, for what? <laughs> can for someone, what? can someone share with me what he's done that's impeachable? Cause I have a list for other people, <laughs> but oh, going back Biden. years. <laughs> right. Right, right. Um, that's funny. Yeah, you I do live was, in Arizona for those don't, that don't that's know. True. So I do live in Arizona. Um, oh, speaking of Arizona, which by the way, guy. let me no. Let's be <laughs> let's be clear. No, in Arizona, we're turning. We are purple. We actually turned the state blue. So let's not use the you live in Arizona because uh, <laughs> listen, Miss Texas, there's no hope. I you ain't much better. <laughs> oh no, it's horrible. It's horrible. Between um, the two of us. I'm sorry. What yeah. were you going to say about Arizona no, and how awesome it is? No, your horn guy. Your horn guy is mad because he didn't get a pardon from the president. And now he's saying that he's going to testify against Trump. And I was like, can we please just not give this gentleman any additional Anymore. attention? Yeah. Please. No, I did. I saw something that he had stopped eating entirely again because like it wasn't organic enough or something. I don't even understand. Um, and yeah, he is. he's one of those people that I'm like, I think the 15 minutes is up, sir. Done. And, and we're done now. Thank you for stopping by and bye-bye. Um, bye-bye. So we haven't recorded in a few weeks. So 
I feel like we have a lot to catch up on. Obviously, I think both of us were in like uh, heads down mode because I think there's been, and I think you feel the same way, like there's been a lot of clients that have wanted to talk about like, okay, what's next and how do we do this yes. the right way and all of these things because I think it's, I was a slightly worried that people would be like, oh, well now we can just, you know, let it go and everything's gonna be fine. Biden's got this. So we don't have to think about diversity and inclusion anymore. But instead it's the opposite. And people are like, oh no, now we want to like double down on this and get things going, which I'm so excited about. Um, and it's been really nice just to hear the conversations with folks. Um, and to your point, it's like that, that hope is there and I feel I'm like nervous. I think people are, I think, I just hope that people have, I think people feel like they have to, because I think what they know and what we know that we're going to start seeing is that there's going to be things contingent on your diverse workforce, whether that be funding from the government or mm -hmm. from the stock market or just people that want to partner in organizations. They know that number one, you'll be canceled if you don't. Number two, it's going to be public information. And number three, that's the way that the America's going at least for the next four years. Um, and so they're trying to get ahead of it. Absolutely. So I, that is, it's funny that you mentioned it because I have gotten a couple calls from folks saying, hey, can you talk to our procurement department? Because we need to start thinking about, you know, diversity of our vendors. We need to start thinking about things that honestly, everyone has kind of been like, oh yeah, we don't need to worry about that. But to your point, now these contracts and these RFPs, the request for, for for proposals from other organizations, they're asking the questions, which is awesome. And even, you know, I think Biden's executive order of looking at vendors and who are, who is the government working with to make sure that there is, um, you know, diversity in vendors. I think even that is just another great way that folks are thinking about this. And it, it's, it is so funny and funny is not the right word, but it is so funny to me that so many people have said like, Oh, well, you know, now it's going to be that back to almost like an affirmative action situation. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just looking at different people that haven't been looked at before and giving opportunities where there haven't been, cause it's been the old, you know, wink, wink, shake your hand and, oh, I've known you for years. And so I'm going to use you. I mean, we saw that a million times in the last four years where it was like, oh, we're going to use this vendor cause it's my buddy down the mm -hmm. road that I've known since birth in New York City. Um, no, like, let's actually look at who's got the right stuff. And let me be clear, and I know you know this, like, it's not going to be perfect. Mm -mm. But I like that it's at least being talked about and thought about. Yep. Yep. I will, I will um, make an ask of white women to try to make spaces for black and brown people in the space because that is one of the things that is the most frustrating thing when you have an organization that has a figurehead in place that don't have those results and and will get the money and have the benefit that already have that wealth it pisses me off can i say that it's my show yes it is. <laughs> it's our show like, we can say whatever we you want. get to decide you get to decide it's your show <laughs> I 1000%, we could say whatever we want. But I know I, you know what or what I'm talking about though. For sure, absolutely. I think this is something that, you know, you and I have talked about quite a bit. And one of the things that I think it, it I was asked recently to help with a round table and, and ask folks to come and like talk about a product and do like, you know, product evaluation type thing. And I said, so how much are we paying the folks that are coming in to do this? And they kind of like, were like, well, we weren't planning on doing that. And, and I just responded back with, okay, well, all of the people that you're going to be asking 
or quite a few of them because of the role that we're talking about, chief diversity officers, are probably going to be black and brown, and I don't feel comfortable asking them to do this for free. Good job, And hey, I'm doing my part where I can, but it's not enough. But I agree with you. I think all of us need to be thinking about this, and all of us need to be thinking about how do we actually do this the right way. Because um, yeah, there's it, it goes back to that whole pie, you know, the, the pie analogy that we all hear. There is enough pie for everyone to go around. So stop hoarding the pie. Like, let's all... <laughs> Let loose. Get your fists yeah. off the pie. <laughs> Everyone grab a fork because you just slice it up. We're just going to use forks. Um, yeah. So I think that's something that I, is really important to continue talking about. So I'm glad you brought it up. Um, see, very exciting news this week. That's my drum yeah. Roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. So um, the new CEO of Walgreens was announced, Roz Brewer. And she will be, um, or she is, the only black woman on the Fortune 500 or, you know, the list of CEOs for the Fortune 500. Yep. And um, it's, I'm, I'm very glad to hear she um, got this role. And I had actually just done some research in the last couple of days for a presentation that I was doing to some other CEOs. And I did not know this. I don't know if you knew this, but there are only three black people on the list of Fortune 500 CEOs, Roz will be the fourth, and all of the, the other three are men. So this is the first black woman, or, or she is the black woman on the list, the only. Yep. So if you think about the thousand companies that are on the Fortune 500, you have three, now four, black people. And I'm looking them up because I don't know of all of them. And because I, I wanted to see some of the history behind it. Um, and some of those companies, because I think there's always, you know, I'm not surprised. I was surprised that she made the list. I didn't know that she, I didn't, I never, I never heard of her. I mean, it's my own ignorance. Um, but um, it's actually number 19 on the Fortune 500 list. And if you look at the other like top companies, a lot of them are banks and gas and oil. Mm-hmm. So it's that it almost makes sense. If you look at the history of some of those companies, that's kind of. Yeah. So it, it is interesting. And I'm actually going to share some other facts, some facts that you need to know. Slap down the facts. Are you ready? ready. So female CEOs in the fortune 500 is 6.5%, only 6.5. And that goes like, that goes up and down, uh, like 7% then it goes, you know, down to, you know, 6.3, but it's at 6.5 ish actually with Roz being added. I obviously that'll take it up, but I already mentioned the black CEOs in the fortune 500 is three Latinx. So, you know, in the Latino Chicano uh, community, there's 3.5%. Wow. So like that, those, like those are so disheartening and also just like, Huh? Like I, I was a little bit surprised because you do have international companies. So, you know, in the Latinx, that would include fortune 500, fortune 500 companies in Europe, et cetera. And so it is, it is really interesting. And I, um, I don't think I, I, I didn't calculate the number for like Asia Pacific Islander. I, I didn't even look at that number, which I should have. Um, but it, yeah, it's just, it's very, very interesting to me that 
there are so little, so few of the Fortune 500. It's it's just so heavily dominated still by white men. But I also, um, not to go off on a tangent about this, but you know the McKinsey Women in the Workplace study. Um, I think you know most folks take a look at that, or at least you know look at some of the data. The other one that kind of is disturbing slash frightening is that I think it's one in four women are thinking about like downshifting or leaving their careers altogether because of mm -hmm. COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And we can come back to that, but that's just another one I would like to, to chat about at some point, but back to Roz. Um, yeah, her career and her, like what she has done, like, so she was just most recently at Starbucks and everyone is kind of shocked that she took this role because of the fact that she was kind of like that she was the COO of Starbucks and yes. everyone I think thought she was kind of the heir apparent for the CEO role, but yes. good on ya. <laughs> you know, like go back Her to timing Starbucks in a few years, you know. Is, I mean, but she, I mean, it's funny, not funny, but I mean, with everything going on with COVID and I think it does become relevant. This is, she picked a time to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's so important that Again, it goes back to just that representation that we've talked about a few times that, you know, I think we saw it and cried about it a few weeks ago during the inauguration where to see a woman, a woman of Asian descent, a woman of black descent, you know, get sworn in as the VP of the United States, like, holy crap, like what that actually says and does for little girls for us i mean for myself i was like wow like this can happen i don't know how like if you felt the same way but it was one of those like i mean hannah hannah can be the president and i want her to be the jim stroud podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives brain-to-brain -brain communication robot bosses microchip implants for workers and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now if you want to know what's happening next subscribe now to the jim stroud podcast and they won't even think anything of it right hannah's your daughter it's like, of course <laughs> hannah's my daughter just in case this is your first episode you're listening to um <laughs> hannah is jackie's absolutely brilliant daughter and she could be the president she's so smart listen i was over listening uh, over listening i was listening <laughs> to a conversation she was having because she's in college and because of covid she's at home and she was talking and she said you know things were you know i had a 4.0 and then i was so mad because it went to like a 3.8 and then the statistical <laughs> whatever blah 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 algebra happened and i'm like <laughs> what it, what is that what is that? What do those words mean? <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I don't even know what you're talking about, but thanks. Like, oh yeah, that sucks. Like I, I, I couldn't, I, she's brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 that, but yeah, I mean, I think it's the, what we are seeing, the historical moment that we're seeing, but also just the, I think what we will see kind of because of it and hopefully still in our lifetime that you know, we'll see more women, you know, take on leadership roles at the highest levels of government and companies and all of these other things. And so, I mean, I think it's just the, 
congratulations, first of all, to Miss Brewer and her new role and to Miss Kamala Harris. Like, hey, oh my gosh. Get I mean, representation it. matters. I think this is the thing that is hard for people to understand. Like, you can't imagine it if you don't see it. I mean, it, it's like a dream. It's not a reality. Even if you put a timeline, you're still dealing with outside factors, not really sure if you can reach those goals. And it's sad when it's not even your work or your worth or your, the things that you're doing can be impacted by outside influences that have nothing to do with your actual work. And as you get older, you start to realize that. And that's why it's so important. Um, it made me think of this. It's so important to have people at that executive level decision maker when you're doing diversity and inclusion because, um, and I've talked about it before, about when I joined an organization and I was the second female at the organization. And on my first day, they were like, oh, we can't talk the way we used to because there's a woman on the meeting just being there changed the attitude and the company culture yeah. for good or bad, whatever. Right? right. So then you think about an organization where that's still the mind frame where it's like, Oh, I guess we have to step up without even saying a word or doing anything. Okay. There's a black woman here. So it's funny how organizations as a whole will start looking at opportunities to be better or maybe be more aware of their own mm -hmm. bias without, I mean, without having an official training class, people know their own bias. Cause as much as we like to say things are unconscious, a lot of it's conscious. Agreed. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and it's funny because I, I, I just had this conversation just this day or I did this week. Sorry. So yeah, I just had this conversation this past week in a training around the whole, you know, it, a couple of folks were asking me like, oh, you know, how do we know or how do we act, you know, the right way or how do we behave or know our bias and all of these things. And it was one of those, you know, and I've used this example. I don't know if you've used this example. Like it's the, would you say that if your grandmother was in the room or would you say that if your mother was in the room? And the, the one I use and have been using is, would you say that if there was a black person in the room or a gay person or a whatever, you know, whatever the thing is. And, you know, it's this whole, yeah, you have to step up and you have to be better. And we have to make sure that we're really asking folks to step up and, and not because they're, they're horrible people, but just, it's also the like awareness. It's, it is a lot it's of awareness. awareness and, and that to your point, very conscious bias that they have. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what's funny is. I read other articles about Roz and it was like, oh, Roz is also a proponent for diversity and inclusion, which is so hilarious. Like, yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to be discriminated against. Right. I just, I just, I, I, I don't know. Is there someone like black in leadership that's like, no, no, it's okay. I'm not worried about it. Not that I know of, but I will say this. I think that we have also lived in this space and I'm going to use white women as the example where white women have definitely done the I'm here and I don't, I, and then like feel like this competition to other white women and, and also women of color for that matter. Right. And so I think there has been this again, back to the pie, like it doesn't have to be that there's one token woman on the leadership team or on That's the right. whatever 
we all can be there. And it shouldn't be one, it should be a 50-50 split, similar to the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole world. The whole world. Let's well, focus but on But then that. you have this whole thing where you're right, like people are having to step down to take care of their children or take care of their families in some way. I mean, going back to the COVID conversation, it's very tough because school and what are you doing with your children while they're at home and having to figure that out. I don't know how everybody makes the decisions. Um, in our house, it usually ends up being a financial decision or uh, the time constraints or is this in the path of where I'm supposed to be going for the rest of my life decision is how we would make that decision, you know? Um, and unfortunately, it's because we don't have that 50-50 split that a lot of women are like, well, you make more money than I do, or you have a better title than I do, so I'll be the one who takes a step back. Right. And it's also the traditional gender roles where for so many women, they are the caretaker at home. They have the two jobs of going to work during the day and then coming home and being the caretaker at home. But I also think there's this, um, the, the thing I think about constantly is just like single women that are trying to pull everything off mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, they're trying to be mom and, and, you know, and then add in this, this layer of COVID. Obviously your children are a little bit older, so it's not a, oh, I have to be with them 24 hours a day to make sure they're okay for people that are in roles that, okay, you have to leave the house, whether, you know, you're a first responder or whatever it might be, or a frontline worker that is essential. There is that piece of like, okay, so yeah, what do you do? How do you handle that right. situation? And, and we talk about how we are trying to, I'm, I'm going to try and articulate this the correct way. We're telling people to like be self-reliant and we are trying to tell people that like, oh, you need to take care of yourself and, and make sure that you're not going on the dole and all of these things. But then again, it's like one more barrier of we know that black and brown people are being more impacted by COVID than white people. Mm -hmm. We know that you have a situation where people are having to make that decision of do I continue working or do I go on unemployment or whatever it might be just to keep food on the table? Like, it, why are we here in a place in 2021 that someone has to make a decision of, do I go back to work or do I stay home and figure out whatever I need to figure out to actually get food on the table, get, you know, the, the bills paid, all of those things. That's why I get so like perplexed by people that are against some sort of help. Assistance. Yeah. I, I, like I had this thread that someone was posting on Facebook about, you know, all those business owners that are just, you know, they're, they're not working and they're just taking the check. And I was like, okay, first of all, that's not what's happening. And also <laughs> for people that are entrepreneurs, your personality is such that you're, you are, usually a type a go-getter all of these things there's not one business owner that i know that's like yeah cool i'm so excited to close my business right and just sit on my butt on the couch no no one wants that and so like it was one of those questions that and i do not engage on facebook at all with anyone so like i did not engage on this but i was it like kind of gave me pause to think like 
Yeah, why would anyone want that? No one wants that to like be helpless and not and have to not not have opportunities. So, anyways, no, I think it's I think it's just pure ignorance. What what is making me upset is that I'm seeing um, in Dallas there was a situation where all of the places where they were giving the vaccine was in. Um, uh, populations like poor populations, they were mm -hmm. having them there, which was really important because of things like, you know, transportation and access and um, understanding and knowledge. And the state said, if you keep doing it in these areas, we're going to cut half of your funding and not give you as many vaccines because they felt like it was getting to just black people. And it was racist, even though the population is heavily hit and um they were threatened and it was soon after when they were saying no you have to put it in these particular areas because these are the ones that are getting the most hit and they are finding people that are i think one of them put people on like a lottery um if they paid a certain amount that they could give vaccines another one was um giving it, it to people who were volunteering their time like who has the ability to volunteer their time all day so that they could get a vaccine. You would have to be in some spot of privilege to be able to get that vaccine. Like all of these things that are just gross mm -hmm. that I, I was looking at it from my little town in Waco and the area that is the hardest hit is in East Waco. And I, and I happen to know the person who um, leads that district. And I was like, do you need assistance? Because they're getting people to sign up online. Well, mm -hmm. if you don't know how to sign up online, or you don't know that's the process, then you won't sign up for the vaccine. And she um, being was like, we need to find out where all the vaccine is too. Like every hospital group, like what are they doing with it? And how are they dispersing it? I mean, it is a shit show. I know we don't cuss on the show, but there's no other no. way to describe right. it. Well, yes. And I also think to your point on the online thing, I'll just speak for my mother, you know, she's 82 years old. She finally figured out how to get an appointment. Now I'm going to caveat that with, we've all given her the opportunity to say, do you want us to help you? <laughs> but for, for folks that don't have 95 kids, what do they do? How do they know to go online and, and try and figure that out or who to call? Because I also know like calling the line to like set the appointment, it's you're waiting for an hour or more. And so, yeah, I mean, I think just the, the process itself has been so messy. And I My don't know if you saw- I wouldn't even remember. That's the thing that makes right. me upset. Like she has Parkinson's enough, so it's hard enough to even dial the phone. So then when she dialed the phone, she might not even remember why she got on the phone. If right. she has to be on hold or- it For an running. hour. Right, yeah. she might not even know right. to, to do it. <laughs> The other one that I saw was, it was somewhere in, I think it was like Chicago, one of the suburbs of Chicago. And they had somehow done a, similar to what you mentioned on like, they basically like pooled all their resources, meaning pulled together money to somehow buy um, some of the vaccines for their little community. And you're like, how what? yucky is that? Like, that it's is just so pervy. Yeah, like it's gross. But I also think like, for me, it goes back to like, we need to get the teachers vaccine immediately like we've got to get kids back in school yes. like and i and like and again that's another one where people are like oh you know the, the states are trying not to have kids in school and i'm like who no. who is doing that no, no one, is doing, one that. is doing that 
and no teachers are like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Do you think this is fun for the teachers to be teaching online? It's miserable. And so it's like, but I also want them to be safe. Like I, I mean, you know, I have educators in my family, some of my yes. siblings and I don't want my, my sisters going into classrooms if they don't feel comfortable that they can stay safe and, and can stay healthy. Like, no, I mean, they're already dealing with, as you know, kids are kind of gross. And so like, there's all kinds of germs constantly. Why would we add one more layer to it of, oh, hey, also you might die. Yeah. No. That. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. And they, I, I can tell you, of all the educators that I know, when we were talking about like women opting to stay at home, none of my friends that are teachers have even thought for one half of one day that they weren't going in. Like they are like, I can't not go. Mm -hmm. in there are people that want to not go in in different communities and it depends i live in a smaller town but they're like i have to go and educate these children mm -hmm. that's why it's so difficult and why people are struggling and they don't feel safe because they aren't doing enough to support these teachers and they have to be there you, this is not a substitute teacher situation and i found out because our schools you can choose to go to school or um stay at home my mm -hmm. son i we chose for him to be at home and who knows I mean, there's going to be some study at some point to see mm -hmm. how that affects these kids. But so many are, you know, they're like, we have to get the vaccine, but they can't even, they have to get off work and they don't shut, they shut down the school. seems like every other week and they, they shut down the school based on the amount of people who have the virus that are in the education mm -hmm. versus how many substitutes they have. I didn't realize that. Right. Like, yeah, we won't have anybody to teach these classes at all. Yes. And, and that's, so I was just talking to my sister last night and she is a teacher and all of her teachers, all of her peers got shots the same week. So it got the first round of the vaccine. And for those of you who aren't aware I, from what I have heard from everyone is that the first round is seemingly okay, or people are okay. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. When they get the second round though, that's when people are getting sick or like not feeling great or whatever. And she I'm mentioned like to death. Well, she said like that their HR person is anxious because of the fact that it's like, Oh crap, what's going to happen when all these people get that second round. If everyone gets sick, like, what are we going to do? Cause there's right. not enough subs. No, no. And I don't know. I just, it's just, so good luck Ross. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to it. Um, but that's <laughs> well, what they yeah. were saying. It's like and the it biggest is, time ever. And it is Walgreens too. So that's also like, hey, so Roz, your first order of business is figure out what to do so we can all get the vaccine. Oh, your timing is so good. Come here. Let me show you something. If you, you could something. go ahead and knock that out, that'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's the bathroom and here's the stack of... <laughs> 
<laughs> of uh, well wishes. Yeah. What oh, are you going to do? I don't know. I, I, I think what was interesting <laughs> is for when they were like, this is like, we all have to deal with this as much as we don't want to. Like it, mm -hmm. it affects all of our businesses and what we are doing. And um, I thought it was interesting um, when people, they were like, it's a lot worse than we thought when it came to like actual policies and actual things that are going on. And um, people are being very transparent and it's like, oh, I can understand why people didn't want to be transparent. This is really scary stuff. Yeah. This is really, really scary stuff. Absolutely. And so it's funny. I just, um, one of my partners, she and I were talking this past week and she said, oh, this new client wants to do some stuff in person and in the summer. And so I was like, oh, okay. I, I was like, well, you know, I, I, sure. I would like to have the vaccine before I go into an in-person setting with, you know, 50 plus people. Um, Cause you know, even if nobody else is, at least I know, you know, Hey, I'm protected. And I'm kind of that way, like with the flu shot and things like that too. But it is that whole, like, wow. Like even to think about doing something in person and not knowing when we are going to be in a place that we'll be able to get vaccines right. um, for just like the normal everyday Katie Van Horn. Like, I don't know when I'm going to be eligible. I don't know what round I'm in. I need Where's to know. The KVHs? Where's the KVH rounds? <laughs> well, somebody said, oh, we're going to move the event to October because hopefully after the summer we'll be in a better place. And everybody was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, is any gonna, anybody going to talk about how that's in a really long time? Like, oh yeah, October. Wait. Well, and I read something. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the whole thing where like the amount of vaccines that were like ordered for the United States was like not five. even like it was like five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just need five. We're good. Everything's yes. fine. But I, I it's again that like, yeah, how quickly can we actually get out of this? No, we're having like these jokes of like, hey, have the Amazon drivers take care of it. Have, you yeah. know, but I also am like, yeah, where are the technologies, technology companies like, hey, we can do this, this and this lickety split. Like, let's get it done. They should do so, it at the freaking Dollar General because every single town has a Dollar General or a family dollar. Yes, I agree. That would be a great place to do it. It sounds stupid, but legit. No. Like, They're in more places than, right. or Walmart, right? Walmart. Yeah, but but it's also like the, the supply chain management. That's what I'm also talking about, like a Walmart or an Amazon. They can figure out how to get them to every sure single can. city, small city, big city, and make it happen and go, Look, yeah, let's I could get, get my Lancome. I got my mascara Lancome in two days. Yeah. One little container. Sorry right. about the environment, everyone. I really just needed it. I really did. I can't go to Dillard's. I don't have a lot of places to go. I, understand. I ordered the mask. You're in Waco, Texas. <laughs> Sorry. Before everybody listens, there's no Lancome counter, okay? People, before you judge. Texas. Yeah. Don't judge me. Um, but <laughs> then I think about other places that are remote. Like there's people, I think it, it you live in a place where like out there is way out there in Arizona. Mm -hmm. If people have mm -hmm. not been there, like there are places that are very remote. Mm -hmm. And then Texas, of course, there are places that, that they come to Waco is coming to town, mm -hmm. we, you know, and you, you have to figure out those, those places. And unfortunately, every place that they're sending it to and the, which, which makes sense from offset, like the health um, director or whatever those organizations are, because those are in the major cities, but then you have an, an unbalance of who is getting 
the dose and how people are, are getting sick or not getting sick. And then mm-hmm. I keep, I'm starting to see more on Facebook, like people taking, having parties and stuff. I hugged someone last week and I almost had a panic attack. Like I, for, I forgot. Yes. I hadn't seen somebody in a really long time. And right. I was like, oh, and I was like, I thought I was going to die. And then you go on Facebook and you see people having birthday parties, a girl's trip, or, oh, we came to Mexico to like, what are, what are, what are people doing? What's that, Katie? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I will say, I think that it, we, again, it's this disbelief, unless you have been a- impacted, you just don't think it's real. And I think there's so many, of, and I think part of it is just the, we've been fed so much false information that people are like, yeah, no big deal. It's not, not a problem. No, no issue. And you're like, huh? I and, wish my brain worked like that because when right. you, when I don't have the information, I'm going for the worst case scenario. Agreed. So am I. And I think it's also one of those things that, yeah, it's worst case scenario, but it's also like the always, and maybe this is the HR person in us always <laughs> side on that. Like what's the worst possible thing that could happen Correct. and playing it out. Like, I think all of us, it's the, I don't think about what's happening now. I think three steps down the road of what, what could happen. What are the things that I need to tell that leader? <laughs> right. Like, don't do this thing because in four years, it's going to come back and get you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it won't happen tomorrow. This, it but will be coming yeah. back. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I think it's interesting that you said like, oh, unless you've been affected, but it's like, we have all been affected. I just, I get so mad about, you know, um, how things have played out regardless of, of, we have to look at some facts, uh-huh. right? Yes. Um, we weren't given all of the information and people were told to doubt and people were given the wrong information. Not, mm-hmm. it was not a difference of opinion. It was the wrong information and Absolutely. went with it. But then I think what we're seeing a lot now, and this kind of stems into it, are these non-believers of truth, or they're just making things up. Mm-hmm. That's inaccurate. It, it, I don't. I, I didn't realize that people were like. I guess now you can find an audience for everything, anywhere. You sure can. Absolutely. For whatever theory that you have that's inaccurate, you absolutely can. It's but, frightening. Yeah, it really is. But um, okay, so you know, I I think for me, as I first of all, it's the the excitement of Roz. I'm very excited, I'm excited about for this. her. She's got a lot to do. Yes, very excited about that though. And 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 what a huge step. And again, I think it's just one more step in that representation. But I also would say it's the um, let's keep this train going and let's see more. You know more women of color in leadership, more just people that like, I'm going to actually pause when I say that. The thing about Roz that I actually love is if you look at her pedigree, like look at what she's done, Mm -hmm. you're also like, well, of course she got this role. Like she's amazing. And so it's also like, I I, like am cautious on like, I don't want to overemphasize the fact that she's a woman of color because it's also like, no, she's just amazing and she should have gotten this role and that's at the end. And so there's also that piece where it's that I want to acknowledge that this is very much a huge step from a representation, but it's also a, can we just give people that actually are qualified and that are awesome the job versus the dude that's your buddy? Yeah. Can we do that? I'll do that. Is that possible folks? Can we all, can we we all get on the same page about that? I think I I can, we can start it. We'll start the movement. 
Okay, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, what is one thing from this uh, from this conversation you want to share with folks? What's the what's your one takeaway that we want to make sure everybody got? I just I want to I want people to recognize and we'll follow the Roz story. I what I'm worried about is her whatever she adopted. Like when you see the work that she's done, whatever happens, she's going to be judged on this. And this is an organization that she did not create that she's going to be working on from this step. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important that we look at people and try to support those people as they're going through it. I don't know. We'll start sending cookies and notes saying you're doing a fine job because right. regardless, she's going to get, this is a hard job for her to walk into. And I think so many people volunteer as, as tribute in these situations to take the brunt of it to try to make a change because um of being told you can't mm -hmm. and then proving that you can so you know good honor i i just think but i think it's important for everyone to recognize that in their own situations that people are put in bad situations don't blame them for a culture they didn't create that they're trying to fix and understand that um give people opportunities and time and grace when change is needed. Yes. And, you know, I mean, this is you, what the, where you're going right now just is like a whole nother conversation because yeah, I is. think this goes into this whole thing of how many times is it the, the hail Mary pass that we ask people to step into roles, give them no actual like opportunity to change the, I'm going to mix metaphors here, like change the tide, change all of the things. <laughs> um, and, and then it's like, oh, well, they failed. So now, you know, oh, yep, can't do it. Woman can't do it. Woman of color can't do it. Yep. And then it goes back to the way it was. And so I think there's also, yeah, I love the idea of like giving her grace, but also knowing that like for any leader, mm -hmm. it takes a minute. And, and, and I don't even know what, like, I don't know the culture or how Walgreens is doing. So maybe they're fine. And she's taking over a well-oiled machine. I don't know, but it is like, yes, she will want to make change and yes, she will want to do things differently and, and that's okay. And that's good. And we need this difference in this different perspective to make organizations even better. So, uh, thank you, Jackie. No, thank you, Katie. I don't know if I mentioned, but your lipstick is on point today. It's very pretty. You like this red lip. It's like, I do. It's I'm kind of keep not, looking at it. You're not messing around and I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so for those of you who are only listening, Jackie's lipstick is really amazing. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Hop on YouTube. Give it a go. Hop on YouTube. Give it a look. <laughs> all right. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, we would love for you to leave a review. We would love for you to uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is the Inclusive AF Podcast. Um, follow both Jackie and I on Twitter and Instagram. We're, we're around. We're, we're trying to keep up with all of the social media and keep ahead of all of these different things. If there's a topic you want us to cover, let one of us know. Shoot us a note. Shoot us a LinkedIn note, you know, in message, whatever it might be. We want to cover topics that uh, are of interest to folks. And um, we will be doing, you know, doing that as much as we can and inviting on guests that can also help us with that. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.